roll camera. Mics up. And action. Live from Australia, streaming around the world. Around the world. The most cinematic podcast of your week awaits. This is Bottomless Popcorn with your host, Morgan Brown. Hey everyone, I'm Morgan. This is another episode of Bottomless Popcorn. Uh, on today's episode, we've got a friend of mine uh, named Daniel Seagrave. Uh, he's a very passionate guy about his movies, as you'll soon see when we talk to him, and in particular about his favourite film. Uh, Seagrave and I met working together on uh, Disney on Ice, and I discovered he was a film freak, much the same as I and everyone else have asked to be on this so far. So let's jump straight into it and talk to Seagrave about his four favourite films. So I'm Daniel Seagrave, British resident. Hey Britain. I mean, the last film I watched was Ghostbusters Afterlife, and generally it was one of the funnest films I've seen for a long time. Everyone should go yes. see it. I'm really surprised by it. Thought it was going to be a bit of a cop out after the last one, but definitely worth watching. It's a, it, it reminds me of watching the original on the first time I've ever seen it, so highly recommended. Yeah, so. nice. Ghostbusters Afterlife also uh, stars 2021 Sexiest Man Alive, Paul Rudd, as well, correct? <sighs> <laughs> oh, this year on the past 30 years, because he hadn't changed his appearance, you know what I mean? So he should have been yeah. there for a long time. But yeah. he is a gorgeous looking man, you know what I mean? He even is, in this, so even in this film, you'll like him in this film if you've not seen it yet, have you? Uh, it's not out in Australia till uh, New Year's Day. So we're recording this at the end of November. Um, but New Year's Day is when we get this in Australia. So oh, it'll be a little bit to see it. You're in for a treat with him in that film, trust you now, yeah. darling. I didn't even mind the last one. The f- girls' one is like so fine too. You know what I mean? Like it's I don't understand how it got so much hate. Like it's it's totally okay. The reason I didn't like it, unfortunately, is the reason why everyone said you're not gonna like it. And it is because the women. And I'm not saying they're unfunny women. Bridesmaid, which most of the cast are in, fantastic film for hilarious, etc. This one was played too much. All we are girls, and that's kind of all it was. You know, what I mean, cool. it's a bit yeah too much play on that kind of emphasis in the film. Yeah, I didn't like that about it, and I think a lot of the jokes just fell flat because of that. And yeah, it was sure. too. It had the start the right Star Wars remake issues where it was just a bit too many callbacks, but in a different way. Yeah, and it just didn't float well with me. They should they should have owned the film, and they didn't own the film. We're going to go to the movies today, but I was going to quickly talk before we head there about how you and I met each other. So you and I used to work together on a Disney on Ice. We met on a Disney oh. on Ice tour across Europe. How about we tell them the story of how you robbed but my it goes, job off me? It goes back a little bit further, doesn't it? <laughs> to 2017 yes, it before does. we knew each other. <laughs> so we were both going for the same role as I understand it. I was in there, Don. I was so in there. <laughs> and then what happened was... I was a cheaper uh, plane ticket, so I got it. <laughs> he got your he got your CV, and went. Oh, he knows projectors, and because obviously we had projection on the show, yeah, that was like one of the selling points for him. And then I found out from David Nacko that you didn't know projectors like we know projectors. You worked in the cinema. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, it then, worked out for you, mate. Yeah, it did, and I also got there and never touched them. At all? No, no, no. Of course you didn't. No, because someone else was already there touching them, so it was fine. Someone was right. doing it anyway, so I got there, and on day one, I literally just got told I was doing this instead, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." 
<laughs> but thrown in the deep end on the hardest show there was in the company oh, at the time. And always, mate. Always. But to be fair, mate. I'm kind of happy that I'd learned, I guess, on the hardest show. Oh, Might not have been good. Hundred percent knew more about what I was doing. The next shows were kind of simpler versions of everything I'd seen before, yeah. which was great. But so, all, all it had for me was cussing your name out for about two years. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, obviously, as you say. And then we met in 2020, and you're like, oh, this guy's actually the coolest. Was, so Was it still 2020 by that point? No, it was 2019 at that point. Well, I, didn't, I didn't get there till January. I thought you came before Christmas. Oh, no, you didn't. No, 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 I remember now. Yeah, Shane Swap you came, didn't you? Yeah, so t- January, like six days or f- three or four days into the new year, maybe. Because I remember I didn't yeah. know I was coming. <clears throat> I didn't know I was coming over to Europe. I had packed two suitcases exclusively full of summer clothing for an Asia tour. And on oh, Christmas so I Day... Walking through Sweden with your shorts on. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, like on Christmas Day, I got told I was going to the Europe one of the European shows. I was like, oh, cool, where's that? And then we got Scandinavia. I was like, is it snowing there at the minute? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, well, I need to go to the shops because I've got no... Oh, you'd never clothes. seen snow, had you? <laughs> never. Not until no, we went to Germany. It. I saw it fall from the sky for the first time. Ah. I remember so sitting I remember at breakfast you... and just walking outside. And just... <laughs> I remember you're fascinated by a small frozen puddle on the road. That's true, yes. Sean Navy can yeah, attest to the that. time I saw a, fro- a wild frozen puddle. <laughs> <laughs> not man-made your first wild frozen yep. puddle yep used to the man-made style but yep and then i had um a lot of, had a lot of help from people that had previously seen them ahead of me like uh our friend uh colleen was like now when you see them you can't jump on them with both feet you just do one foot if you do both feet you're gonna slip and die i was like yep i can see that happening. Well, we, so. we, 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 don't, we don't want that do we no we don't want no. that you know, we, we needed you then as well. We could not have had that. We lost you. Oh, bloody. Our department would have gone to state. Just doing what I can, mate. People throw <laughs> around the word hero, but I mean, I don't want to take it on too lightly, you know? So, nah, you can't say that. There's only one hero in this company, and you know, of course. And it's Mr. Dave McCarthy. Dave That's McCarthy. correct. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to have to move on because you and I are going to the movies today. We're going to go watch your favorite uh, film, and you've also picked the trailers that are going to play in front of it. But before we go to the movies, we've got to stop at the candy bar to pick up some snacks on the way through. So what snacks are you going to grab for the movies today? Well, have I eaten before the film or not? Um, what time is this session that you've picked us to go to? So I'm always, I'm always an evening guy. I always like going in the evening. Yes. So is it a six o'clock one or is it like a nine o'clock one? What are we doing? A bit, er- bit early six. We've got work the next day, you know, early loading six. next day. So I don't think we've eaten. We've not eaten. All right, all right. Okay, then. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's a big order. It's, it's a big order. You know, it's always expensive wherever we go then. Um, yep. what is it? Definitely sweet and salted mixed popcorn. Always. Oh. I, get a, I get a lot of complaint about it, mm-hmm. but it works well, man. There's no, nothing better than sweet and savoury at the same time. It's a bit, a bit, very bitty dinner and a bit you put in all in one. Fantastic. Sure. Um, Milky Way stars. I don't know. Is it Milky Way the same as the States for you or is it like a British uh, Milky Way? We have a Milky Way over here. But it's just like chocolate nougat bar, isn't it? Just nougat with the chocolate over. Yeah. Yeah, same in the UK. So the, the, the American one's more like a Mars bar with a caramel on the side. Sure. So, yeah. Too much, too much for one chocolate bar for me. 
So it's the Milky yeah. Way, but it's just, just the chocolate off that and little star shapes with like little kids, like not kids' faces, that sounds weird. They have like little um, faces on to give them, make the kids eat them more. But sure. that could, it tastes like cheap old advent calendar chocolate and I love that chocolate. Yeah. Right. So well, I have a bag of them and we'll chuck in hot dog as well. Yeah, okay. And, and then uh, drink drinks hard one in the cinema though. What do you like to drink in the cinema? I usually just get a soft drink, uh, like a Coke Zero or a Pepsi Max or a water. So I don't know. Sometimes I get there and I just don't feel like soft drink. So I just get like a sports bottle water, um, like the squirt top ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. It really depends. I think it varies. If I get a big popcorn, I think I get water. But if I get a smaller one, I'll get a soft drink. Like, do you either need more water through the more popcorn? Yeah. Because in Australia, we don't have, unless you buy a specifically like salty or flavor, uh, sorry, not salty, a sweet or flavored bag, it's pretty much just salty popcorn. Oh, okay. Unless you buy like a flavored one or a sweetened one. So you get you salty meal when you're watching that movie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, but, the, uh, the UK has a fascination with their drinks. So, like, as much as the popcorn is a staple in most cinemas around the world, the Tango Ice Blast is a staple in the UK. Ah, uh, okay. It's, so, we have Choc Tops. Choc Tops is the thing here. What's a Choc Top? So, just a ice, one scoop ice cream on a cone dipped in like a uh, oh, okay. quick, yeah, yeah, quick yeah, yeah, set yeah. chocolate. They, that's not really made its way to the UK yet. I've seen like some videos on the internet from America with them doing that, but we haven't done that. Yeah. So our Tango Ice Blast is more like a slush puppy or um, sure. yeah, something like that. But it's a, the best way I can describe it is a carbonated version of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like drinking the so it's like always fizzing. It lasts longer and it's a lot better and you get a lot of flavors. Okay. So that's a, that's a staple. But I have been I used to have them all the time as the staple goes. But I've been going more the large drink now because films have started reaching that three hour mark now yeah and i drink i drink that one even if it's the large tango ice blast before the first trailer yes yeah so you're going to drink more uh when you go to the movies what uh what kind of experience for the cinema are you going for do you go for the big one the recliner seats or are you going for like the really small intimate ones like the gold lounges where they deliver the food and drink to you while you're watching the film the bigger the better i like but the cinema for me is an experience it's not it should be for everyone yeah. I, mean, I, I, st- I still to this day I, if it's a film i like i have to see it in the cinema or if it's a film i'm interested in i have to see it in the cinema i know yeah. a lot of people especially with us being on the road it's sometimes hard and you have to sometimes download that copy you're not sure if you should be downloading but we go to yeah. the cinema when we can. Luckily, being in the UK, it's easy. It's all in English, and we just yeah. go and have a good time. It's, we found a cinema in the UK that's really cheap at the minute, but it's good yeah. quality. They still have I still have the IMAX in there, Dolby screens and stuff like that. So you get a lot for your money in these new UK cinemas, which is good. Yeah, but definitely nice. the bigger one. Most most cinemas in the UK now they're having them recline the seats in the mall, so I'm happy about yeah. that. That's good. Yeah. Um, the little old places. Don't really interest me much anymore. They seem to really kind of show more like the art housey or the films that just wouldn't get played in the multiplexes too. Like the yeah, ones that probably have limited crowd sets as well seem to go play to those more. Yeah. Art no, house don't get me wrong. Theaters. I have I've learned I love a lot of art house films sometimes, but I don't tend to find them on releases or you find them after the after world. people have find word of mouth yeah. and stuff. Yeah, of course. Definitely, yeah. 
Um, do you remember the first movie that you ever saw on the big screen? I do, yeah. It's, uh, it's, not, where, it's not where you would expect. It was, it was two in the same day. My mum took me to the cinema to twice, two films in the same day. She yeah. must have had an offer or something. But the first part of that, and it was more for my mum, when I was on yep. Saturday night, maybe, was a re, a re, a re, what's the word? Um, re-release. A re-release of Snow White. I believe the one after was uh, fight. Um, I can't remember the title of the film. I remember the sequel title, which is the one that we saw, which was Five Four Goes West. Sure. An American tale, I think it is. Five Four Goes West. Okay. And that was the first film I saw in the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So which do you think you remember more of the two? Snow White. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nice. It's iconic, isn't it? I'd probably watched Absolutely. it a thousand times at home before anyway, so it's still there. Yeah. And that would have been the first moment in the cinema, sitting down. Yeah. And the second, the second one's the second one. No one remembers the second yeah. time, do they? Yeah, exactly. I, I was saying to someone else the other day, I remember when I went, I didn't understand like what it was. I was just kind of... And the cinema, I saw the first movie. I'm pretty sure the first movie I saw was uh, Small Soldiers. But the cinema I went to had like the curtains that cover the screen before it starts. Yeah, same with my original cinema, yeah. And I was just looking at it and I was like, geez, this place is expensive because the carpet goes all the way to the roof. Like that was my like, that was my like takeaway. They've like they've got the that carpet, carpet money, baby. <laughs> And I was like, our walls at home don't have carpet on them. That's crazy. <laughs> but that was my right. big takeaway. I remember being like, the carpet is literally at the room. <laughs> well, now you know you know a lot of like Russians and that side of the world people now. A fact yeah. I learned is they like, like a traditional rug when you think of like an old Turkish rug or something like that. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of pictures of my friends who are from Russia and stuff of one of them hung up on the wall. Yeah, and I know I never, I never get mad around it. And I asked one of them, and it's just, yeah, that's what we do. We hang rugs up. There's no real logic to it. So yeah. they must be having that cinema money as well. You cinema know, money, yeah, sounds like it. What's a what's a movie that you remember? You remember more for the experience or the events around seeing it. You remember that more than the actual movie. Well, it's, this is this this is a conversation, because it's this one. Is, is it one of your? This, yeah, it's, it is one of my yeah one of the, it is my favourite that I put in. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll come back to that one. We'll circle back and we'll talk okay, about yeah. that one in a bit. Um, what about like some movies uh, based on books, comic books, graphic novels, that kind of thing? Do you? I know you're a big fan of like comic films and stuff like that. I am. Do yeah. you? What's your? Do you kind of look <coughs> at that material before you go in to know about it, or do you fan of the films first and then you come back and discover the source material after? Half and half. Uh, with my comic book films, it's quite exclusively. I've probably read the material before. I have quite an extensive knowledge of the comic world, uh, especially sure. with DC more. Even though I like the Marvel films more, DC I know the comic side of more. I know a lot yeah. of Marvel though. And then some like my my favorite comic series ever is Hellblazer, sure. which is where the character, which is the character Constantine, who obviously mm-hmm. um, that yeah, uh, Keanu Reeves, Reeves believed, yeah, um, which is not Constantine. I'll put that out there now. He's not Johnson Constantine. Don't vote for another film. It's just going to be John Wick in a vampire film or something <laughs> like that. So we, we we don't we loved we we love Keanu Reeves. God bless him, but. 
don't, don't make another one, please. You know, put Matt Ryan <laughs> in it. Absolutely stellar actor as Constantine. But sure. for books, I've watched a lot of films and then gone to the source material after the fact of films. And some of my, my favourite films in the whole world that I watch are uh, definitely... That's the word... Um, of books that have got high notability before they become films anyway. Shawshank Redemption being one, The Green Mile, Dreamcatcher yeah. and stuff like that. They sure. were all Stephen King ones, but obviously there's a lot more there. Lord of the Rings, but I don't talk about that too much. There's only one trilogy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So, so the comic world is the other way for me, but within the world of books and stuff like that, it's the other way. So I get, I get the, the reason I like comic books and the reason yeah. I do that with the book films is I love lore and I love delving deeper into the story than what you get given on the surface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always so for films, but like the new Dune, I I remember watching the old eighties Dune back in the day, but too young for it. Watching this new Dune now, all I want to do is read the books and buy the source material and all this like. Yeah, so sure. So sure. watching, have you, I bet you haven't got have you got Dune yet? Uh, that's next Thursday here. I so won't say too much about it. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll move on. Your first trailer's coming up, and this is your fourth favorite film, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Come with me if you want to live. It's okay, Mom. He's here to help. It's okay. I like a lot of films my parents. My parents brought me up on film. And sure. one of the films my mum and my dad both put me into, like probably at separate times, they introduced me to it. And just being as young as I was watching that, I'd always remember when it came around during the year when my dad decided to rent it from Blockbuster or rent it from wherever. And my dad would just go, oh, it's Judgment Day. That's all he would say in the car on the yeah. way to the thing. And like, straight away I knew, oh, yes, we're going to watch Terminator. And yeah. being that young, the, and even now, the coolest action film there's ever been. There is not an action film that can beat it, I believe. The people yeah. say Expendables is the coolest, but no, it's not. It's, it's, <laughs> that film, from start to finish, for an action film, is perfection. There's yeah. not one scene that's not, there's not one moment of that where it's oh, boring. Normally in films, say like the Dream Sequence or something like this, is the Oh, it's just kind of the bit you have to lug through, you know what I mean? But the dream mm-hmm. sequence is saying that everyone remembers Sarah Connor screaming on the fence and getting burnt to a crisp. It's cool, and even the way it ends with his thumb coming out of the when he goes into the molten lava at the end of everything, burning himself. Oh my god, oh, yeah, fantastic film, cool as anything, yeah. great actors. It was the 90s, man. Every kid looked cool in that, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's one now that I think too that, um. A lot, it probably gets referenced a lot more than people uh, our age and younger probably don't uh, recognize too when they watch films. Like it's, yeah. I wouldn't say it's imitated, but it's like um, uh, what do you call paid homage to, I guess, in other films. Like they nowadays, reference yeah. it and do little like nods to, hey, I grew up on this film too. So I always 
thought if I had the opportunity to make something like this, I would put a reference in it. And a lot of people do, but obviously it's pretty subtle and it just goes over a lot of people's heads. And if you didn't know about it, it wouldn't detract from the movie you're watching anyway, but stuff like that, I think is really cool. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely a film. Obviously the first one came out and it was obviously a whole, it was a whole new premise. But it's, I think it's widely regarded. I think if it's, I know I've definitely seen it. And if you look up online, it's regarded as probably the best sequel ever to have come out. Yeah. Because it did overtake the first one by many yeah. times and they just yeah. made it perfect. Bringing that, the old, the villain, the one you hate and the one you wanted to die from that first one and bringing him as the hero in this one. I can't remember a film that's been done in before. Yeah. And that whole concept around that. Well, not a film where that, where a film where a shift like that has worked as successfully as it has. I know there's films where they, they have changed like character archetypes and stuff like that. Oh, and definitely. It's, yeah. And it's just a bit like, oh, okay. But it worked and it's, here. And it's, in, it's got like, again, back to the, the classic 90s call to where it's just like, right, how do we make a robot better? He's liquid. He can melt through things. He can make knives and stabbing weapons and all this. Yeah. It's just so cool. And the it's visual clever. effects in that film stand today. Now, I mean, yeah. they're still a little bit ropey. Yeah. But I've seen films today where I'm less convinced by the effects than that film. Yeah. There's um. Fantastic. I looked up a little bit of trivia for you on it, and there's a so industrial light and magic was pretty new and pretty young at the time for the type of effects it was doing. Uh, and the computer graphics department uh, grew from six artists up to almost 36 to accommodate uh, the work required to bring the T-1000 uh, to life. It cost $5.5 million worth of like visual effects and computer-generated imagery, and it took eight months to produce, uh, but it only culminates in three and a half minutes of screen time. <laughs> Madness. Well, it's Madness. a good job the first one paid off for him, then, yeah, wasn't it? Really? Isn't it? And then I <laughs> could, I, I should have looked up right before we were talking about this. I have seen this. How long is this? This is what is it like two and a two and a quarter hour or longer? Um, I mean, it's the generation where they were struggling to push that 90 minute mark on most films. They didn't think anyone would sit in the cinema. Like is it shorter? Because um, I, the other bit I found was that it was shot in 171 days, which is massive. I mean, there is a couple of cuts of it, isn't there? It's not like the director's cut or whatever, but I know there is yeah. the extended version. So I'm guessing. Terminator. I mean, two, I guess, guess people two, two and a quarter hours. Two hours, seventeen. It is two and a quarter hours. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's a long film um, for its day, I'd say. Yeah, but 171 I mean, like, day production shoot. That's massive. That's like that's a big one. nine months. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a lot of lo- there's a lot of locations in it anyway, and they're all quite diverse locations. I think in that. Yeah. Um, remembering the film there wouldn't have been that many studio shoots because there's not yeah, much studio not. space in there they're not often the hiding as soon as they start hiding they're being chased again so exactly it's one of them yeah it's pretty yeah. outside and on the road have you heard about the um i hadn't heard about this until this year because i'm pretty sure it's a deleted scene but linda hamilton has like a twin sister and there's i've not heard about that so no. There's a scene where her twin sister was used um, to be a Sarah Connor double. Would this um, have been during where the T-1000 rings all the different Sarah Connors up? Or the Con- he just looked no, in the book Connors. It's something to do with like I'll have to send it to you in a link, but apparently it's like this deleted scene using a mirror and that one of the okay. Terminators or something like that. And like, I don't know, it's oh, something so it's, crazy. It's, 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 
It was going to mimic her, I assume. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, like, okay, okay. It, it wasn't actually. I don't think it was actually a mirror. I think it was supposed to look like a mirror, but it was a twin sister just doing the same movement on the other side. It sounded really cool, um, but I wasn't sure if you'd heard of it because I only heard about it just this no, year. No, I haven't actually, heard of that so. one. No. Yeah. I would have been. I would have been cool to see. I mean, the film's perfection so is the reason it was cut. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, I'll jump on. We'll move on again. Um, what movie has the best soundtrack and what movie has the best score? Best soundtrack. Drive, but not the British redub of it. Is the best. Sure. It is Drive. Yeah, not Baby Driver, Drive. With yeah. um, Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. yeah. The soundtrack in that film is fantastic. Now, I couldn't quote you any of the artists on it, because it's been a while since I've watched it, but I know remember watching that film and going, the soundtrack of this is fantastic. But I know yeah. they did redub it in the UK with some pillock off the radio that just didn't do a good job. Don't touch something great, sure. you know what I mean? And yeah. I know it I know it got high high praise for that. Mm-hmm. And then what about um score? What do you think for the best score? Star Wars, man. Yeah. John Williams. Yeah, right. man. You know, he's got to beat it. <laughs> Cool, cool. Even we'll talk the, about even that a bit more as even we get further into the episode, I think. <laughs> uh, best looking film. So that can be either like the way it's shot looks amazing or everything within the shot, uh, like set design, costumes, production design, all that kind of stuff. Best looking film. Best looking film. I have, I have, um, for visual, dude, dude, I, that's what gobsmacked me about that film, mate. Mm-hmm. Visually breathtaking. Yeah. Um, even even the sound to point that I wouldn't put it up there for best soundtrack or um, anything like that, but visually striking. Um, I I put a slash with it though, and again it's it's not biased but biased, which would be unfortunately Ryan Johnson that tart his um his Star Wars film. The only thing I said good about that film was it was beautiful, and it really yeah. was a good looking film. Um, speaks for itself when that film, you when that series uses a lot of practical effects as well. Um, yeah, really. June really is film. um, June's getting a lot of attention in Australia, particularly because of how it looks, because they'd shot by an Australian uh cinematographer named Greg Fraser. Um, and I think he's pretty, I reckon he might win an Oscar. I haven't seen it, but just it's kind of a film that you keep hearing a lot about how good it looks. And so I think I'll come up, I'll come back to Australia actually, and I'll change around. There's a third in that slash, there's a third one there, and it is from the Australian side of it. And it was uh, Road Warrior, Mad Max, not Road Warrior, um, the newest one, sorry. Oh, Um, Fury Road. Fury Road, that's it, yeah. Yep. Beautiful film, absolutely beautiful film. To say it's meant to be a disgusting, apocalyptic world absolutely gorgeous set design yeah beautifully filmed well done so cool yeah it's great um what about what's the funniest film you've ever seen i i I have my comedy quite i like kevin smith's film so all his view ask you universe the jays it's it's terrible i I do believe i'm a smarter guy than it but it's just stoner (laughs) comedy you know drunk stoner comedy but it just hits a button in me. I love it. Um, the characters Jay and Silent Bob are fantastic. You know what I mean? He, sure. he, he owns Marvel 
on the expanded universe and films. He did it first. It's his in films. You know, it is. Yeah. I mean, he he is the ultimate geek. Um, yeah. But yeah, his comedy just hit home with me. Dogma taking the award for the series and whole. Absolutely. Have brilliant. you seen um, that video where? Is, is Dogma the film, what's the one about the church that got heaps of protests with Alan Rickman? Is that Dogma? That's Dogma, yeah. So there's a video of he got really high and when the film came out on its opening weekend, they're like these. Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah. I don't I know if it was it, Westboro, yeah. but like it was it, some it, church it, it, like protesting and he just got it, really high it, and he joined the protest. <laughs> Which, yeah, it is. It's where it's where Baptist Church. I remember the story because yeah. then he also he invite after that incident where he got high and just hung out in the crowd and rallying against his own film. <laughs> Fantastic move there. The yeah. Is then this is why I like it. He makes me blush now. You know, he's just brilliant. He then invited them to come and watch the film. Yeah. And a couple of them did attend apparently, and he basically at the end of that he, he stuck up a couple of fingers at him and told them yeah. to go their own way. But yeah, she's not a guy, but it was great. I, I think there's videos of it on YouTube, and there's like a it's been covered by the news. So like a reporter shows up and they're talking to him, and he just seems so high. And they're like asking oh, him questions man. about it. And then they cut like to the reporter talking over him, and like, we're pretty sure this is actually the director of the film. <laughs> and he's like, this film looks disgusting. Like they're just saying so much nasty stuff about God and Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Like and he's like, Yeah, I don't know why anyone would watch this. Like that's <laughs> uh I'll try and I'll send you the link after. It was quite funny. Yeah, please do that's the guy who's got that as well. Yeah. Um, what's the opposite end? What's the saddest film you think you've ever seen? Saddest film I've ever seen. Sad. Um we can talk about one moment that made me cry in cinema later again. I have so much love for that one well, that one franchise. It's unreal. Um, sure. But I remember being about, I'd have been young, The Land Before Time. Okay, yeah, The I Dinosaur. Remember, I, remember, yeah. I remember being distraught at the start of that when he lost his parents. Mm-hmm. I do remember that um, when I was younger. I, unironically, Disney, I didn't care about Disney when I was younger, apparently, apart from when I went to watch Snow White. But I was always that fight for goes west or land before time. I was always on kind of that other mm-hmm. vibe. And yeah, so that, that made me smile. But recently, uh, I did watch a film recently. You know what? The new James Bond choked me up a bit. Okay, yeah. That choked me up a bit, definitely, yeah. Um, I did, it, it was a left turn I didn't think they would take. Um, it's a character we've loved. I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, no, nah, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, it's just, I just, so it's hard to say why without spoiling it. I don't think they'll all be recast. I think maybe Ralph Fiennes will stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, I reckon the girl who plays Money Penny will stay there. Uh, maybe oh, yeah, a few of them do. Because through, traditionally with Bond, I mean, when that it's Bond's him. done, Bond changes, but no one else does. Yeah. And that's where you've got these new um, fan theories of that Bond. James Bond is the code name. 007 is just the agent name, but the code name is Bond. You get that because yeah. all them other outside actors and characters stay the same. I mean, the only reason Judy Dench was cast is because the last M died. Mm-hmm. 
And the only yeah. reason Ralph Fiennes was cast is because Judy Dench didn't want to act in that anymore. She was going to step out either way, but she was willing to finish her character's arc. And yeah. if you look in this film, this is an Easter egg, so I don't mind saying this one. There's a scene in this film where uh, Bond and Emma talking and you see paintings. You see the first one you see is the Judy Dench painting. It's the, yeah, yeah. It's the it's all and the characters it, that have played them before. So they exist in the Yeah. There's a sense, yeah, which yeah. is obviously going to send all them fanboys wild. Yeah, so exactly. I, I agree. I agree with Daniel Craig's comments. I, and it, please don't hate me for saying this, whoever listens to this, I don't think Bond should be a woman. Mm. I don't think, I don't think she should be a woman. Um, same for that Ghostbusters reason. I want if a woman to do a character like that, make your own thing from it. Do sure. your own thing. Don't take a character that's got so much backstory and change everything just to suit, suit this new archetype. Mm-hmm. I just I, that's not good. You know, what I mean, it, it worked within the film of her being the new double O, but she wasn't James Bond. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But as for like. What Janice Bond? It just wouldn't work for me. You know I mean, I don't think it worked for a lot, and that's that's not me having this old head on the other actors because I highly rate Idris Elba as a Bond. I think he'd be a fantastic Bond. I think he's cool as fuck, suave as fuck, and he can play. I'm swearing there, no problem. So he's cool as anything. He looks cool and he acts well, and he's got a voice that could be Bond. So yeah, it's not me about saying that other races and creeds can't play certain things i just think james bond is a male story mm-hmm. about a male you know what i mean and there's no fight there um make it in the world take the new double o that we've just had make her own story uh, i'll jump on again what is the scariest film you think you've ever seen horror is horror is a hard one obviously there's one coming up but um mm-hmm. i i find it really hard to get scared and I always have been like that in my mind. I don't know what it is. Um, I love getting scared. When I do get scared, because all the emotions running and all the adrenaline running through me, I love it. And I'm, I'm adrenaline, I seek adrenaline. Um, I do tend to remember other... the loadout uh, alien gag you would do to people. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Come up behind them, through the legs, alien in the chest. <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. Just do a little diagram and show people how that's done. Yeah, sure. Fantastic. Sure, let's go down a treat. Um, but yeah, I've had but. Uh, the first panel, paranormal activity had me jumping. I just, it. I sorry, I just there. pictured when you did that to um <laughs> to Aaron at the loadout. <laughs> well, lifted him off the ground a bit. <laughs> oh, he went, he went whiter than a bottle of milk, didn't he? Bless him. That's good. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh. Sorry, you, I cut you off. You were saying no, that. no, it's fine. School, school hood pranks are the best, mate. You know, they they terrify you. You know, I mean, nothing worse than a bully yeah. in school. Let you know that. Yes. But, um, yeah, uh, paranormal activity. Yeah, that, that that generally made the first one made me jump a few times because yeah. I went into that not really knowing what to expect, and that's one of these films I didn't watch in the cinema because. Again, I had no interest in horror films, really. Um, yeah. For me, a horror film was girlfriends coming around when you're 15 and put the scary film on and she'll come and cuddle me. That was a scary film for me. That was, a, that was my own plot sure. device, you know, more than anything. Okay. Um, and, yeah, going into it, not knowing what to expect and mm-hmm. having watched those, like, um, self-film footage ones, type ones. Found yeah. footage type things. Such a like Blair Witch. Again, I... I enjoyed the concept of Blair Witch, but it's not a scary film, you know. Unless, yeah. unless 
I mean, unless you've taken something to bring you really into that universe in your own mind, then I, it wasn't for me. But Blair Witch tipped down its head, I think, where it did actual things. You saw things and you saw what was coming. And even though now looking back on it, it is quite dated and has got a lot of tropes in it, especially them making a lot of the tropes. Um, having not seen that before, I would generally found myself like, bloody hell, jumping out of the bed and all that. Like. Yeah. And... Sure. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, and then one scene in uh, one scene in Harry Potter where someone jumps out of the water that scared me once. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll let that happen. We'll, we'll never mention Harry Potter scaring me again. <laughs> cool. I'll wait. I'll make that the promo piece for your episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's a movie that you can't believe you still haven't seen? Movie I can't believe. Oh, one of the, I love Quentin Tarantino, and I've never seen. Uh, this is well, I've not seen it because I can't remember the name of it. Jackie Brown, I've never seen Jackie Brown, and every time yeah. again, like this, I'm going to think about it. I really need to see Jackie Brown. I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, even now, I'm thinking I should download Jackie Brown and watch that, sure, but I never have. And it's a Quentin yeah. Tarantino film, and he can't yeah. go wrong in my eyes, really. All right, I'll um jump on to your second trailer now, and this is for Scream. place is back tonight, man. We had a run in the mass murder section. Coming to my fiesta? Yeah, I'm off early. Curfew, you know. What's that werewolf movie with E.T.'s mom in it? The Howling Horror, straight ahead. Okay, thanks. Oh, now that's in poor taste. What? If you were the only suspect in a senseless bloodbath, would you be standing in the horror section? Well, it was just a misunderstanding. He didn't do anything. You're such a little lap dog. He's got killer printed all over his forehead. Okay. Really? Why the cops let him go, smart guy? Because obviously they don't watch enough movies. This is standard horror movie stuff. Prom night revisited, man. Yeah? Why would he want to kill his own girlfriend? There's always some stupid bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. So, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of my things are from memories and give very visual... Uh, things have happened in my life and physical things have happened in my life and I don't get scared from scary films yeah. I don't um, I think w- the, so my initial reason for enjoying this is being far too young to watch Scream because Scream is mm-hmm. more of a gore fest slasher film than it is a traditional horror film I think uh, it's quite yeah. meta there's a lot to it um, was my parents going out for the evening and it was like one of the first times they'd have put me in the house on my own like, mm-hmm. they were only gone for probably like 45 minutes to an hour. The, my oh. mum's probably gone and duct tape every power socket and stuff <laughs> like this. They just can't take me with them for 45 minutes. So I'm probably a little bit, I wouldn't say I'm too young to be in the house on my own, but I was, I shouldn't be watching these films on my own. Definitely. Sure. You know what I mean? yeah. And um, I knew they had a copy of Screen. And I've always said like, the, the, the artwork for that's quite iconic with a knife and her face and everything. Yep. And I was like, I, and I was like, I'm gonna put this on. So I went into I went into their front room where at the time my dad probably had like oh, the biggest 24 inch TV you've ever seen in your life. I mean, absolutely massive back in the day. Yep. And I put this film in and I started watching it, and we, I, I didn't get past the whole introduction scene with Drew Barrymore. And oh. all that, because I'm mm-hmm. there, so young, eyes glued to the yes. screen, pure anticipation of what's going to happen. 
until my dad smashes on the window outside. <laughs> so I jump out my seat, probably leaving a trail of brown behind me, straight out the door, have a big old cry in the next room like that. And then my dad taking the video out and then not watching it till I was probably about 16. Yep. Sure. So, but then having picked that, that's obviously a great story for me. I love, I love that moment of my dad making me scared and not just coming in to tell me off about it, but mm-hmm. if this is the reason yeah. you shouldn't be watching it because you're going to absolutely poo yourself. Sure. Um, <laughs> so having watched it since then, I have a love of it because it is very meta. It's uh, West yeah. Cra- it is West Craven filming time as well. Yeah. It took a very, obviously Wes Craven's known for a lot of good horror, uh, slashers, slashers especially in horror films. Mm-hmm. But he twisted it on his head and he made this whole thing of, um, especially with the one lad in it, I'm bad with the name to be fair, but he knows, he, he said, if this is a horror film, this is what would happen next. And took all them tropes and flipped them on their head. Yeah, stuff yeah, like that. And yeah. It's got a cool twist. It's got an M. Night Shyamalan worthy twist ending at the end, which I love. Yes. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's got all the bad words, all the blood, all the guts. What a cool yeah. killer with that ghost mask on around the Halloween time. I mean, every kid down the street had that for about six years after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was a slasher film of my time. Probably, I would probably say the last great fresh slasher franchise to ever come. Yeah. Out. Well, you were just saying it's cool. like qu- quite meta too, which is really funny because one of the pieces of trivia I found for this was that uh, while it was being made, it was production title, and for the longest time, it was going to be released under the title "Scary Movie." Uh, it was then changed to Scream, but then Scary Movie is what it kind of spawned the fran- the Scary Movie franchise, which spoofs all yeah. these kind of horror films. And the first Scary Movie is largely based off, off of Scream. Um, so I thought that was quite quite funny that that's how but they uh, yeah. ended up. Yeah, it's, it's, And obviously at the time of this, this is landline phones are huge. <laughs> uh, in this yep. in this film, because of when it came out, it came out in ninety six. 96 it came out um uh and the use of caller id tripled after the release of this film, <laughs> which so is quite a lot funny. of people then yeah but it was home inv- it was, I, I think compared to a lot of slasher films at the time a lot of the slashers were quite um fictional characters jason mm-hmm. freddy and all that lot. so the stuff that we know is not real you know what i mean unless you're an absolute bird yeah. and believe in stuff like that but a guy in a Halloween costume trying to break into your house because he's got an old vengeful idea against your mother. Yeah. It's a very good good thing to happen. <laughs> it's a very likely thing to happen in life. Yeah. And we've heard stories like it. It is. This, I, um, I like that. Go on. Sorry, no, no, you go on. You go on. I was saying, it's a, they've kept that man film live. I've not watched it all, but they did the Scream series of Netflix. Yeah. And even, I know the first series, even though it's set within the same location as the original film, has nothing really to do with the original to do film. with it yeah but they keep it all meta for our man it's quite clever and i know the not the original but the original ghost face well what's it is ghost face isn't it the original ghost face mash finally shows up in that and stuff and yeah and we're, and we're doing new scream as well so it's gonna be interesting which part of the family been discovered this time yeah i think so too it'll be clever i'm sure um, the last bit of this is I actually just picked this purely because I thought you would find this cool. So uh, we were saying before you and I met uh, doing Disney on Ice, and I don't know if you've ever done this, but often at the end of the tours, uh, someone designs a tell t-shirt 
and everyone buys like a t-shirt or a hoodie and it's like a little commemorative piece you have that you were on that show at that time so for instance the last show we were on together that tour got cancelled because of covid so the unique design of that t-shirt was that it was mickey mouse heads filled with the flag of whatever country we were going to but the ones we missed out on had uh cancelled signs put through them the, so the covid mask on was it not yes exactly yeah, yeah okay, that's yeah, right COVID, COVID, calling covid masks now apparently yeah. and uh, <laughs> so in scream uh the uh party scene at the end of the film goes for 42 minutes and it was shot over 21 consecutive nights uh, and that is also where most of the deaths occur in the film. So the yeah. T-shirt that the crew got for that one is called, uh, it just says, I survived scene 118. <laughs> That's a good one. Mate. I like that one. Which I thought was really clever, yeah. <laughs> Which I thought that was really nice. That. So. That's, that's, that, that's a long time on that film as well, isn't it? There, that, yeah. to be fair, twenty-one nights of long. Just, just for that scene, though. yeah, exactly. That's that's. Yeah. I imagine that's a production of potentially, I don't know, 40, 50 days. I'd say by the sound of it, if it took twenty-one nights for a forty-two-minute scene. So I'd imagine. I mean, Matthew, 50, Matthew Perry days. is probably trying to. Matthew Perry is probably trying to uh, perfect his uh, shaggy voice in that time, I'm ready sure. for the future. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I'll jump on again. Uh, what about films that win awards and good reviews and ratings and things like that? Is that something you take notice of, or is that more something like after you've seen it, you'll just have a look and see if your opinion is the same as perhaps what other people thought? I hate reviewers. I hate people that give their opinion on something before you judge yourself, not just with sure. films, if with most things in life. Yeah. Um, so no, I take absolutely, absolutely no. I take nothing from them at all. No. Uh, what was the one recently that everyone? There was a film everyone was giving bad reviews to, and I saw it. and I thought it was fantastic. Oh, it's Eternals. Um, yeah. Everyone, there's a lot. Of, there's, there's a lot of people I'm currently around at the minute that do read reviews and say, "Oh, but I heard this. I heard this. I heard this." No, it's fantastic. It's not. It's a great film. It's um, they've changed things up, and it's fantastic. That's what I think about it, and I'm not. I'll tell you that if you ask me, but that's my opinion. It's going to stay with me. Yeah. And I, yeah. Awards different. Um, if they've done a good thing, yeah, they deserve a little praise. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's a it's a lot of way, a lot of senseless spending. Really, I mean, feed a kid. Don't give yourself a nice little award for saying lines yeah. well, but. Yeah, you deserve a pat on the back sometimes. I mean, if anyone out there can make you cry, if someone can make you physically emotional over something, they, yeah. they've done a good piece of art. So they do deserve yeah. an award as such. Um, but sure. it's, it shouldn't be the fan. It shouldn't be the fanfare. It's, um, it is. It. I think it caused a lot of issues in the world that we won't go too deep with. But yeah, you get a pat on the back, but. For a reviewer, you just you probably you're not one to make get home. What's a what's a film you've seen you really liked it, but you've come back again to watch it more recently, and you you actually second guessed your opinion of it. It doesn't it doesn't quite hold up how you remember it. Honestly, I don't think so. I don't think there is one like no? that. Um, yeah, nice. I I enjoy mo- I enjoy enjoy most media and films. Um, if I've not enjoyed it that much, I'm quite. On my first watch through, if I enjoy it, I enjoy it. On my first watch through, if I don't, I don't. 
Uh, my yeah. opinion is not that sure. Ah, okay. No, sorry. Yes, there's one film. Um, a bit of a hollow back to Mr. John Wick himself. Mr. Keanu Reeves. Um, before I read Hellblazer, I watched Constantine the film. Having read the source material for that and having found the love that I've now spent well over about £600 reading that source material, uh, the film's utter trash. It's nothing to do with the source material and it was just a way to make a bit of money. Sure. But we love Keanu Reeves still. You yep. can stay around. Just not <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, what movie surprised you the most? Like you saw it with kind of no expectation, but after it was finished, you were really glad you'd actually you'd actually had seen it. Can, can, can I, can, I don't know if it's another question later, but can we reverse it? Can we do, it surprised me, but I was going for the best and it got the worst. Yeah, we'll come back to it. I think I know what one it is, but we'll come back to it later then. That's cool. Okay. Um, what's a film you really liked, but just seeing it the once was enough? Oh, that... Um, it was the uh, the back casino heist, but with the zombies. Oh, Army of the Dead? Army of the Dead, yeah. Watched that, yeah. enjoyed it, thought it was a good little romp, but I don't need to go watch that again. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, Sure. I don't think they're making a sequel without the zombies or something now in a different country. I'm not sure. But yeah. I'll probably watch yeah. that again. But I got everything I needed from that the first time. Watching it again wouldn't give me it wouldn't give me anything. It would just yeah. be I mean it'd probably go on in the background sometime when I'm doing my ironing or something like that. When yeah. I you know what you know what a Netflix days like nowadays, you don't watch half the film. All right, let's jump on to your third and your final trailer before we get ahead uh, to your main feature. Uh, this is your final trailer, and it is the movie This Is England. Fucking hell, look at him play. Key! Keefey! Oi! Oi! Talking to me? What? Never knew Keith Chegman had a son. Piss off! What the fuck are they? These? I'm wearing them for a bet. What's your excuse? Cheeky bastard. We'll stock that way, pal. Fuck off, Lee's gonna look like Count Dracula. <laughs> you think you're funny, yeah? Yeah. You think you're funny, you little spaz? Yeah. Are you a fucking joke, yeah? Yeah, go, yeah, go on then. How many people can you fit in a mini? I don't fucking know how many. Three in the back, two in the front, and your fucking dad in the ashtray. <laughs> you It's a, it started off as a small indie film in the UK. It's it very much is local to me as well. It's it's filmed in the area I live in. Um, mm-hmm. The director Shane Meadows, he grew up in the area I live, and it sounds a bit biased when I say this because obviously, oh, it's filmed in the area. He's from the area. I mean, he, he used to go into the Halfords, which is a bike shop my mate worked in every Saturday to get his bike fixed and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very much a local figure. A lot of the actors in it are local to my area. Um, some famous faces, it's, it's a couple of famous faces that we're now seeing in other media and other films and everything came from this world as mm-hmm. well. So it's it, I can't, you could think I'm very biased, but please, if you've never watched this film before, watch it and please also then watch the continuing series after he did the main film and then did every two years was the setting so the last film was like um in the 80s then he did uh 86 was the first series 88 the second series and this is 90 
It was the final series. And he got back all the actors. He got mm-hmm. back everyone and continued the story of them going through the years and developing out these characters through it. Yeah, and nice. the film, going back to the film itself, it's, it is a very British film and you, you'd learn a lot about Britain in the 80s and a lot of the mindset of the 80s and a lot of the mindset mm-hmm. of the British public now even with how the, with how the political world is. Um, it's set with the skinhead culture, which for people, a lot of people know the skinhead culture is quite an aggressive racist culture that that's that's it. That's all they really are known for. They're known for looking thuggish and causing trouble, which is but if it, it's not its origins. Um, obviously, they started with the Rude Boys, the, the big Jamaican culture in the UK, and there's no racism there. It started with a very nice culture, and it does. It goes through the history of that to a point where, and you see, so it's all, it's a it's a background plot development where the skinhead becomes the racist character. For a political party, a couple of political parties in the UK, one being the National Front, which is a very racist, very fascist uh, group of people, um, and then BMP going for the British Nationalist Party, which were, they were just clone copies of each other essentially. Um, and it goes through the story of how it twisted the minds of lost, underprivileged youths in a country that was losing a lot of its working class to a government that didn't really care about them. They were just in the streets, forgotten about. Um, It's a very personal story um, about this small group of friends and the main character is a young lad called Sean. And he's only, in the the first one, I think he's only about eight or nine, really young. And he's lost his father in the Falklands War. And he's lost himself. He's getting bullied at school and all this. Like, and this small group of very friendly skinheads take him in and he's found a family as such. And then it's their family gets bigger when someone from their past comes in. And he's the one who had his mind warped. He'd been in prison, had his mind warped. Sure, and sure. He, he breaks the dynamic of this group apart and yeah. uses, uses this young lad it's like his little weapon, or see, like he brainwashes him from the get go. This nice, innocent young lad gets brainwashed mm. about the reason why his dad died and all this, like, just become a nasty piece of work, really. And the film ends, the film ends with a horrible scene in which the main guy, which is played by Stephen, Stephen Graham, Stephen Graham, Graham, who was in the yeah. new, the new Venom film that you've just recently yeah. watched, as the thing. It, this is one of his early films, he's the main yeah. guy in it. With his real thick Liverpoolian accent, has got in there. Yeah. Um, and you leave that film thinking Stephen Graham is the biggest piece of work on the planet. You hate him. You yeah. hate him by the end of this film. Absolutely despise the character. Uh, but then when you watch this other series, by the final one, you are going to feel so sorry for him. It's unreal. Yeah. Like, th- this is, I couldn't say earlier, but the series, like the film, fantastic, absolutely fantastic piece of indie work. The series mm-hmm. will make grown men cry. Yeah. What sure. happens in that? The culture, the go, the just, oh, it's absolutely horrible. And just this, I, I feel close to it because it's working class, it's strong knit mm-hmm. families and stuff like this, which is very much what I believe yeah. my mindset's in. I'm a working lad and I, I, I reap what I sow and stuff like sure. that. And, it's filmed beautifully. As I say, it's filmed in my area, so we have them cool little bits with it. Um, yeah. 
but it's an art house flick really and it's probably yeah. one of the best that's ever been released and sure. once you've watched that go watch more Shane Mendes films he's made some fantastic mm-hmm. films I, there's not much trivia on this online really I, I looked up on IMDb and just elsewhere and really couldn't find much but I just I always interested like the title of films and I was wondering if you could like describe or explain the title so I'd, it's it's called this is england but i don't think it's like it's not like a snapshot of this i think it's more of like a yeah like a mindset or a state of um, it's, I, I, I would say it's a, a, like a cult it's more of a culture or i don't know how to explain it but it's not like do you know what i mean it's not like odd oh, example this is england it's yes. more of a so state of I mind i guess that- maybe or after having watched the film and released that the title I would say very much is a snapshot of the time because mm-hmm. the way these young men and women were led to believe the country is in the way it is and needed to follow this fascist racist party and get on their side and be bigoted and everything is through one saying really this is England this yeah. is and that's how it's hollering back to England was once a great nation. We owned three quarters of the world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now we're this. We're so little and so yeah, poor yeah. now. We are England. Let's get behind this. And but sure. the film's not the film, even though it uses that title, that as its kind of snapshot of the era, isn't saying that's what you need to get behind. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I think the title is saying there's more to this than that one, the whole thing. England sure. is the big power, grateful thing it is, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of deri- deli- delicate characters that make that up. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And yeah, so it's a, it's a, the whole film is a snapshot of a time that, truthfully, now the film resonate now because I believe this country is going through the same problems that was mm-hmm. going through then. So there's yeah. a lot to learn from this film, especially about bigotry and stuff like that. Um, don't do it, you horrible, horrible people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Um, I'll move on again. This is a, a snap fire round, I guess. Who plays okay. Daniel Seagrave in the Daniel Seagrave biopic? I use cartoon characters, can I? Can I use a cartoon character? Could a cartoon <laughs> character like, play me? Yeah, sure. Chris Griffin. Okay. Chris Griffin. Chris Griffin. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I can see him. that. If it, if, if, <laughs> I guess if it's to be live action, it'd have to be someone who kind of looks like that. I guess um, was it John Farley? Was it John, the, the, the old Chris Farley from the states? Chris Farley, yeah, I think he, yeah. he could play a good version of me back in the day. Sure, okay. He was big lad and abusive. Yes. Uh, who is your favorite character from film? I think I might know, so we might come back to this in a sec. My favorite character from the film. Yes. You come back to it in a sec, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Come back to it. Uh, do you have a favorite filmmaker? Uh, so, like, regardless of whatever the project is, you're going to go see it because it's it's their film. I think Quentin Tarantino hits it most times. Um, yeah. And I think every time he comes back into it, he's, he just does something different. He's great. He's, yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's really, really, yeah, fantastic director. A bit cliched, but he's a fantastic director. Um, and where, but he made he's everything. He, 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 his films are his babies, his projects, everything. So I like that side of it. Um, outside of that, Kevin Smith, I think he's fantastic. Yeah. He, he makes it, sure. he, he re, I read him, yeah. Uh, what film has the best ending? 
Terminator 2, mate. Okay, sure. Terminator 2. I can give you a few on that one, but let's stick with that. Yeah. Terminator 2, coolest ending, coolest film in the world. Sure, sure. All right. Ready? I think you've been ready for this for quite a while. So this is now I'm the feature film. This. this is your favorite film. It is Star Wars A New Hope. I have just received word that the Emperor has dissolved the Council permanently. The last remnants of the Old Republic have been swept away. It's impossible. How will the Emperor maintain control without the bureaucracy? The regional governors now have direct control over their territories. Fear will keep the local systems in line. Fear of this battle station. And what of the rebellion? If the rebels have obtained a complete technical readout of this station, it is possible, however unlikely, that they might find a weakness and exploit it. The plans you refer to will soon be back in our hands. Any attack made by the rebels against this station would be a useless gesture, no matter what technical data they've obtained. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I suggest we use it. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. Don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways, Lord Vader. Your sad devotion to that ancient religion has not helped you conjure up the stolen data tapes, or given you clairvoyance enough to find the rebels' hidden fort. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Enough of this. Vader, release him. As you wish. <sighs> Star Wars is a hard one. I knew, thinking of putting it on there, I had, I had three options. It was going to be one of the original trilogy. Um, I could have gone with Empire, which everyone puts and probably is the truth. Um, it could have been Jedi, because it's just cool. There's many plot holes as there is. It's cool. Um, but a new host where it all began, it's where it all started, and it's, I think it's where we need to start when we're re-watching films. And we, we didn't go to the cinema last time, did we? So we've gone to the cinema this time, so we're watching the first one. But it's hard to say things about Star Wars that haven't been said before. So I'll start with personal story for Star Wars, because you can't get you can't redo personal. Um, from as long as I can remember, I used to sit on the sofa, with my feet hanging off the edge because they won't touch the floor, watching a beat-up old VHS recorded off-the-TV version oh. of Star Wars A New Hope. It was before the remasters, everything, so it just looked awful. And it was grainy as anything, so I'd watched it that many times. Yep. I, I just remember today, every... Every weekend, every night, every school night, rewatch this film, rewatch this film, rewatch this film. Something about it that just took my imagination to a whole new place. Yeah. And I remember this one time I was watching it, and my dad walked in, and I was I was young, I was dead young at this time, so I wouldn't have known it would have been out of the cinema. But my dad just walks in and goes to me, "Yes or no?" And I just panicked and went, "No." I don't know what was going to happen. I mean, it sounds bad, you know. What I mean, I'm saying no to my dad for something. He's a lovely guy. Um, but then he just turned around and goes, oh, I won't take you to see Star Wars in the cinema then. And obviously <laughs> I, lost, I lost my yeah. edge. No, 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 I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. And that night, I mean, I mean, we go to the cinema, but it's not like me and my dad never went to cinema every week like a lot of families do, a lot of people do. That's what I did with my friends more than anything. But we do go to the cinema. This is one of them times. And it was for the first remaster of A New Hope that my dad went to take me see. So obviously it was the first time I saw this 
not on a horrible grainy VHS for a start. And on a massive but it also scale. had on a massive scale it had all the special effects. And a lot of people don't like the the special the uh, special editions when they came out. But mm-hmm. bear in mind I was this young kid that watched this grainy VHS and we all know how bad VHS deteriorated for years and days and months and every second I was probably watching this film. Um and seeing this film, I'd say, say the grander scale, the best sound, with all the illusion of special effects. And I was a kid, I didn't know. I thought these special effects must have been in the one I was watching at home. Yeah. So yeah. it looked a thousand times better than I ever imagined. And yeah. I just, and it was fun. what an experience. And again, we went, we spoke about earlier about the score, John Williams. Wow. Every piece of music he did for Star Wars is yeah. a instant classic you hum that imperial march you know what it is the two songs of tatooine you know that theme tune you know the main star wars theme tune you know the title crawl you know that music by him fantastic guy george lucas he got a little bit lost along the way let's all not lie let's let's be kind of glad he didn't do a, a third trilogy when they were going to go into some weird little micro universe with the wills and all this like it's it's hard to talk about we can't go through every piece of thing that's written for star wars but he made a universe that was fantastic. He really stepped up, and we can go into the whole toy business with, with the films he did, and he must have had it planned for years. He must have, you know, he knew. Sure. He obviously, we know he didn't know certain beats about certain revelations down the line, and what, that's why Luke kissed his sister and stuff. Even though the revelation was in the same film, um, it's just beautifully like. Yeah. You didn't, it's one of them, and it's the same with a similar doing that. There's a lot in that film watching it that you're not quite sure what they're on about. Like, oh, they're talking about this T16 Starfighter flying swamp rats and all this when he was a kid. You don't know what a T16 Starfighter is, you don't know what a Womp Rat is, but you want to know what a Womp Rat is, you know what a T16 Starfighter is. And then even going forward, isn't it? why is Darth Vader the way Darth Vader is? Why is this? Why is that? And so many questions through that film. That even if you watch that original trilogy, then you had to wait for years after to watch the next you trilogy. You had yeah. no idea what was going on still in some of that. Um, why is Darth like, Yeah, we all knew in the end Darth Vader's Luke's father with uh, Darth Vader's Luke's father. Mm-hmm. But how the hell is he Darth Vader? Why does he not look like Luke? You, yeah. you never know yeah, that. You yeah, know, yeah. Find, you obviously you have some. Oh, he's an old Jedi, but that was bad. You got it's absolutely fantastic. It's. And the yeah. media that came out of that, as we spoke earlier, I like law. I like insights. I, I mean, there's two laws to it now. There's the old legend stuff and there's the new Disney stuff going forward. So I have more. Th- I, I will never read everything that's been released in Star Wars. Yeah. It's fantastic. You're up to your but at least I know what. Sw- up to your eyes in content. Yeah. Definitely. But at least I know what a Swamp Rat is now. And I know what a T16 is. <laughs> so my sure. first questions were answered. Yeah. I um, was trying to find like you said too like it's kind of hard to say anything about these that hasn't already been said but i I just picked out parts that i thought i thought were cool or you thought might be cool but um so sure the film would actually be a flop george lucas went on a holiday to hawaii with uh steven spielberg during the premiere yeah didn't attend the premiere yeah yeah. Uh, Um, but on that holiday is where they came up with raiders of the lost ark yeah and then I, is... I know the story. I know the story behind that. Even um, Steven Spielberg wanted to direct the James Bond film, they've sure. been turned down. And George Lucas turned around to him on that holiday and basically said, "I have a character that's cooler than James Bond, and it's Indiana Jones." Obviously, yeah, cool. And then they worked together in Indiana Jones. And obviously, yeah. Harrison Ford, being the fine young man he is, 
I've just been there. But uh, it's, it's back for you. Do you know where uh, Harrison Ford came from before Star Wars? He was uh, like a bricklayer or he was a builder or something, wasn't he? And even he after he did it for a little bit, he still did it. Still continued for a bit. He was the carpenter on one of uh, George Lucas's other projects. Yeah, that's where right. He found, yeah. And yeah. That's probably why he's a miserable old git nowadays because he wasn't yeah. meant to be in this world. He's got stumbled no. across. But, he just, yeah, everything he does seems miserable. Although, oh, you're actually in the UK right now and you're pretty close to where they've been filming Indiana Jones, which might be pretty cool. I don't know if you'll come across it. I know they were in Scotland a little earlier this year. I think they're in England I'm, now. I'm skeptical about that film on so many levels after seeing Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, this but looks also, like travel. But also, and I say this, I know that seems very bad, but at the same time, we now know what the House of Mouse has been doing. We've seen them since that Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We've seen where they pushed the Marvel, the Star Wars universe, and other things, especially now with the TV and stuff. They've got their head screwed on, I do think. Yeah. Apart from when they let Ryan Johnson direct a Star Wars film and he ruined the entire <laughs> franchise for me. And I want to go lynch the guy tomorrow. He still ruined all my kind of childhood dreams. He has. Sure. Anyway, we need, we need, ah, yes, Ryan Johnson. We don't like that. Okay, I'll bring you back to some happier, cooler stuff then. (laughs) Sound, the sound effects are a huge part of the movie and are pretty uh, iconic too. Usually, if you, as a kid, I can imagine you running around in your backyard making the gun sounds that the stormtroopers shoot. They're pew pew. Oh, definitely. I'm more of a lightsaber fan myself. Of course. Well, do you know how those sound effects are created? Because I didn't until I read this, but. These the the shooting effects for the the red laser guns that they have are the red, slinkies. Red and green, darling, yeah. Yes. Slinky. The slinkies stretched at different lengths, being tapped with a metal okay. like a steel pole, which creates the pew pew pew, like which I thought was pretty I can, cool. I can, I can hear that. Yeah, I can hear that. Yeah. yeah. And then, so the lightsaber sound effect is a combination of a thirty-five millimeter projector running with no film through it uh, and then a microphone like the reverb effect you get by passing a microphone against that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the combination of that. And then the sound of them like waving is the, which sounds like, oh, gee, like imagine, I don't know. I could never be a sound designer. Maybe I, that our friend Aaron would appreciate that more, but the kind what of is, thing what is, is the you, name of them? That, that there's that specific sound guy that has to do all the dubbing for these sound effects, and it's it can't remember the actual name from that. It's like the Foley's or something. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think that that'd be the funnest job in the world. I'd love to see someone getting punched in the jaw and then go right. What have I got to use to make this sound? Yeah. Up? You know what I mean? End up punching a wall and breaking my hand or something like that. To make <laughs> the sound. It's yeah. that is a kid with ADHD dream. That dream. one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then I don't know if you want to talk about it. You probably know more about it than I do, but there's the famous story of George Lucas, like accepting a significantly lower salary in exchange for the rights to the toys, which have turned out to be far more lucrative than was ever anticipated. And so. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, it completely changed the industry more than anything because there's, um, I've been watching lots of things on it. We got toys for things, but it wasn't, you didn't get toys from movies and stuff like that, really. So movies yeah. were made of toys, still are today. Um, yeah, but yeah, he to, to get this film 
to get this film in the cinema, he had to do that. He had to take to, so so he could get the funding yeah. or whatever. I can't exactly hundred percent of it. But yeah, he took a significant pay cut and took just the merchandise rights because at the time, no one thought they would buy toys from a silly little space film. Yeah, um, space films weren't the rage at the time. You know, what I mean, um, wasn't a thing. And God, were they wrong? Because that Christmas they were selling cardboard to kids with the promise of a figure later that year because they just couldn't keep up with couldn't the demand of it. And Mental. to this day, you still get 50, 60 year old men buying little toys and cardboard from this one franchise and stuff like that. And every vintage store, something you walk in, you will find a Star Wars character. Every yeah. toy shop you walk into, you'll see it. It's one of the, I mean, Disney own it now, but before there's a reason why Disney paid good amounts of money for them and told oh, the billions. I have the Force Awakens undated posters before they knew when it was going to come out officially, sure. which are the harder ones to get because it's just like, oh, this film's coming, you know, and it's like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Luckily, I, being a Star Wars fan on the wrong side of the Force, managed to prize that open and get that poster out. Quite yeah. fast, so that's that's sat in my house. Luckily, it's, we, yeah. we, we will go to Lemons for good Star Wars merchandise, definitely. Yeah, um, there's a really interesting guy on YouTube if you watch him, and he owns the Obi Wan Ranch. Mm-hmm. And he he has the Guinness World Record for the largest Star Wars. And when we say the Guinness World Record for the largest Star Wars collection ever, when you think my house is full of the stuff, where if you have a coat can collector, I'd probably have the Guinness World Record. <laughs> this guy has a ranch Everywhere. full of stuff. Yeah, full and of it. It's, it's really interesting to watch his videos and seeing what they actually did. Yeah, uh, some yeah. of the stuff they made for that film is yeah, unreal. Crazy stuff. Now, all right, I'll move on. We've got two more little bits for you, and then we're done then. So uh, we're recording this now. It's the end of November in 2021. Uh, what is the next movie you're looking forward to going and seeing on the big screen? There's only one this year, there's one film, um, and that is Spider-Man No Way Home. Of course. Probably the biggest Marvel film. But I I think it's going to be bigger than Endgame, honestly. Spider-Man's always been the biggest character in Marvel. It's always made the most money. And let's not lie about it. Andrew Garfield, Tony McGuire, I'll fight you now. You're going to be in that film. Don't be an idiot. Stop (laughs) lying about things, you know what I mean? It's blatant. You're absolute sausages. Just admit it now. Obviously, your NDAs say you can't, but I'll fight you for the information. That's an off YouTube guy. Sure. Um, we're going to get three Spider-Man. If you told me last year, well, I mean, last year maybe we knew a bit, but when the last Spider-Man film came out, and obviously the contract ended between Disney and Sony then, and we didn't know what the hell was going to happen. If you told me the next move was going to be that when you see this next Venom film, there's going to be a glitch at the end of that that fucking brings in something you don't know. And then you're going to get, not only are you going to get a new Spider-Man film, it's going to have Doc Ock back for the first time since the Sam Raimi trilogy. But it's going to be played by the same actor. Oh, and then a couple of months later, we're going to tell you, he's from the same universe as the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. And then you're going to go, oh, and here's Electro as well. Oh, here's the Green Goblin in the first trailer coming out. Oh, here's Sandman. Oh, here's Lizard. Potentially Venom. Potentially a few others coming in there. For the mix, let's chuck Doctor Strange in to make this all happen. It's yeah. what a film it's going to be. It's, I, yeah, man. There's been so much footage released now. Obviously, all the TV spots are flying about currently for this film. 
and we have a loose idea of what's happening, but at the same time, I have no idea what's happening in that film. We yeah. know something's gone wrong, and but do we know something's gone wrong? Because as a Marvel fan, you've watched that Loki TV series, and you know that's got to have something to do with it. God damn you, Loki, you've done something wrong, you absolute pillock over there. And then... <laughs> God knows what's happening in the Ant-Man film. It's just rap filming, you know what I mean? They're messing yeah. about with quantum stuff as well. And there's Hawkeye in that new series just enjoying Christmas, bless him. Yep. <laughs> so it's one of them, man. It's um, sure. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. I'm a little. I'm a little too yeah. excited by it. Um, no, you can't tell. You can't tell. <laughs> So you can't, no, yeah, it's, it's going to be good, man. It's, yeah. it's one of them, like, when it when it first started announced, I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. And it's just crept up and crept up. And, like, now I'm finding myself on the phone every four hours, making sure that the tickets aren't available yet so I can make yeah. sure I get my seats for that midnight showing. And I can't wait. I think it's this coming Monday, I think, they come on sale. Is that when the tickets go live? I think so. I think I'm pretty sure that's what the trailer said. Um, yeah, the is your last... Yeah. I've got... Uh, one more thing for you before we wrap up okay. and this is i've used one of your top four films here i've pinched a one-star review off the internet i'm going to read it to you yeah, okay. i'll see if okay. you can guess which it is and then i'll get you to defend it because i think you'll have some words to say about this well just you wait because <laughs> i think you're going to take a guess at this and be quite surprised okay one star review wow this is a bad film that's the title uh, I would like to, uh, I would like everyone that actually likes this film to consider this for a moment. This movie is neither scary nor funny. It lacks any energy of the films that it lists in its poorly written dialogue. Uh, please do yourself a favor and rent any other movie and uh, and see what a movie should be. This is an insult to our collective intelligence. Is this, is, this, is this a bit of a cop-out? It's not one of the films on the list, is it? It is. It's one of the films on your it list. It is one of the films. Yeah. Is it, is it Scream, then? I thought you would say that. It is Terminator 2. Funny. They didn't start getting funny till Terminator I picked, 3. I picked horror. <laughs> I was surprised that it said horror, but then I kind of looked right. and thought about it, like, and it lists itself it as a bit- horror film. Um, yeah, I think the original one more than the sequel, like went for the horror vibe to it. Um, yeah, the second one's an actual thing, but yeah, I guess so. Um, the guy's an idiot, I don't know what he's on about. I hope in life he's made better choices. Um, <laughs> was, there any, was, was there any date on this review? When did he watch it? I'm sure there was. I think I cut it off because I didn't oh. want to give away, but. <laughs> So he was born anywhere after 1999, he can severely go drown himself. <laughs> As opposed to doing it like not severely, I guess, and still drowning. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a quiet moment in the bath, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, yeah, what an idiot. It's Terminator 2, man. It's Judgment Day. It's the coolest film in the world. Yeah, yeah. He's a pillock. Yeah. <laughs> Right, Very you good. need to find, find, find me his name, find the age he is. Yes. So what's going to happen later down the line here. Very good. All right, man, that's it. So thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to record one of these episodes with me. I hope you had uh, good fun. You're on yeah, uh, tour now with uh, Disney on Ice again. So I'll put your link 
to your Instagram in the uh, description here so people can follow on and watch that tour going on. But I also wanted to point out that you're uh, the admin of a Facebook group that is very much worth people's time as well. Did you want to talk yes. about this for a second? I don't want to talk. We need to talk about this. Uh, there is a guy in this world who goes by the name of David McCarthy. He's a lovely Irish fellow um, and basically he's a hero. He's... You get help for hero. You get these mothers that save the children from burning buildings and all this kind of like. He's in that list. It's Dave McCarthy. He, he is the is the hero we need and want. He's everything. And yeah, please check Facebook out the Dave McCarthy Hero Appreciation Group. I will add you into that group the second you request, and you, you will love it. You will love every everything he's done for everyone on this world. He's, he's a beautiful, bright, burning star amazing he'll love that i'm sure i will stoked that his group's getting I, a bigger following he, he definitely will love me for that i know he will yeah, yeah. he'll he cry i think yeah. no perfect that was great thanks <laughs> thanks for listening to this week's episode of bottomless popcorn for bonus content news and upcoming guests follow us on instagram at bottomless popcorn pod subscribe to our channel on youtube if you'd like to contact the show you can email us at bottomless popcorn pod at gmail.com and be sure to leave a review of your own favorite film wherever you listen to podcasts